I ain't got no pants on. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man. That's that's going at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to. <laughs> to the Elder Emo Podcast, where we talk about all things pop punk, emo, post-hardcore, the broader punk scene, and everything in between, and play some jams for you. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, but it's officially here, the countdown to Christmas, as well as the end of the year wrap-up. On today's episode, we talk about the meaning of a band selling out, and the importance of the opening track on an album and how it sets the tone for the album moving forward, and we dig into the really important question, is Trevor wearing pants? Stay tuned to find out. I hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Yeah, so why did you set up in your closet? I feel like every time we record, you're in a different area of your house. <laughs> a different fucking spot in my apartment. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm just going to be fucking like sitting outside on the patio. <laughs> One of these days, he's just going to be on the toilet. Just, what's up, guys? Just <laughs> taking a shit. <laughs> just have a little desk in front of his toilet. <laughs> yep, just, uh, yep, this is how it's going. That's funny. Oh, man, we're starting with shit talk yet again. I'm going <laughs> to... Uncontrollable diarrhea. I can't do it, dude. So I, I, it's like I was telling you when I was over there, but uh, going going to Trevor's apartment uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, I like I walked in and I was just like, so this is where it all happens. 
I'm like, I'm like looking at every corner of the apartment, like trying to figure out where he sets up. I'm like, what? Okay, so that I saw that in the background. So he must have been sitting at the bar this day. <laughs> it was funny. It's just because, like, so since the way that the apartment set up, well, Brandon saw it. Like, where I usually set up is like right there on my bar, and it like it points out towards the window. And the main reason I put it there is because like it's it's a it's a simple place to set up, and everywhere else, like it's just. If I set up anywhere else, the audio isn't as great. Like I can't. It's yeah. it's too echoey anywhere else in the apartment. Right. And, and I came in here because I don't want people to like. My wife comes home for, for lunch or whatever. If the, my roommate needs to leave, I don't want oh, them yeah. like coming in and making a lot of noise. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, for well, sure. I feel like the closet. I mean, I I would assume that the clothes hanging up serve as some sort of acoustic treatment. Yeah. It, yeah, yes. Like it, it sounds it sounds amazing. It sounds yeah. a lot better. I mean, because there's like no echo or anything throughout the. Because I mean, they dampen the sound quite a bit. Oh yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Not like us. We have this wide open apartment with nothing. Yeah, I'm making it sound like Brandon has absolutely nothing in his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mattress in the corner on the floor. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. Not even a TV. Just a little. Uh, yeah. Not even. <laughs> just the iPad. Yeah, just a little radio. You know, that's where he gets his broadcast. Just yeah. a picture of a cat on the wall that's yep. hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot. I mean, speaking of uh, being at Trevor's apartment, I got to actually see Trevor in person for the first time, and well, it's been a few months. He was here. <laughs> earlier he this was year here. but <laughs> yeah y'all technically did the first episode of the podcast ever last time yep. he was down ended up being episode three in the grand scheme of things but it was technically the very first it was one. technically the very first yeah, technically, episode yeah. yeah but yeah i mean it was thanksgiving weekend i was in el Paso, el paso uh with the the girlfriend's parents for thanksgiving um how, how was y'all's uh thanksgiving turkey day it was it was nice man you know had the kiddo, went over to my grandparents' house. My grandma was sick, oh, unfortunately. Dang. Yeah, she had a real bad fever, so she didn't come out or intermingle with everybody because, you know, there's a lot of kiddos in the family now. Yeah. So mm. she didn't want to get anybody sick or especially the kids. Um, but, I mean, other than that, it was a good Thanksgiving. I went to my, uh, my dad's mom's, my other grandma's after the game. Nice. Yeah, Dallas beat the giants which is always a big deal so you know heck yeah yeah you know my dad was super excited about that one <laughs> man sending me pictures and shit man uh, we we came back in the second half and did some work because that that first half was terrible and we play the yeah, Col- I heard that they didn't do i was working that day they told me that they didn't do too good oh, yeah. oh the first half was not great yeah. at all dude it was it was bad yeah i even so like because we were going to leave uh, Friday morning to go to El Paso and just spend all Thursday at my parents' house. And then um, there was supposed to be like a bad snowstorm in the uh, in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And my little Jeep would not survive any amount of snow, especially in the mountains. So oh, yeah. we were like, why don't we just, you know, just leave tonight? Like, why not? And I remember like stopping to get gas and like hearing people talk about that. I was like... Oh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. The big football games happen today. Mm-hmm. Yep, the big three. Big tree. Yeah, normally Dallas plays the opening game, but they played the the later game. They played the middle game. Huh. So it was kind of odd, but, I mean, it works. Because we were sitting there, and I was like, why Why does it feel like it's so late when, when we're playing right now? Because the game wasn't over till like, 5, like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock-ish. No, yeah. Yeah. 
But I was like, normally it feels like it's so much earlier when they play. I don't know, they switch it up a lot. Like, this is the first time we played the Giants on Thanksgiving in freaking ever. Yeah. We normally play one of the one of the other teams that <laughs> normally plays on Thanksgiving, but yeah. tangible, whatever. Yep. Well, Mo- mo- moving on. That's a good thanks. I think Thanksgiving was though. good, man. We we just hung out at uh, her because uh, for the past couple of years since it, since COVID was like such a big deal, um, her her grandmother didn't want us to or her granny didn't want us to go over to her house because we usually go over there every year for thanksgiving and for christmas uh-huh. <clears throat> and we haven't gone over the past couple of years because of because of covid and she didn't want to get sick and everything and we went over and we hung out and we made some green bean casserole took it over and just hung out at her her granny's house and everything but then uh, this past week kelly told me that her granny got really sick um after thanksgiving so i don't oh, know dang. if it was like one of us like took oh, something man. over there with us or if she Got sick some other way, but it's the only bad thing that happened. She got sick. She's been super worried about getting sick, but apparently she's like really sick. So oh man, that that's sucks. that's not good. Yeah, dude, everybody's getting sick though. It seems like it's yeah. that time it's, of year. Yeah, the weather changing and dude, like in, in El Paso, I don't know how y'all deal with that. Like, <clears throat> it was so freaking cold Friday, and then Saturday it was like hot. <laughs> I was like, this dude, sucks. literally yesterday it was like it was like fucking like 54 degrees when i got up <clears throat> and then it turned into 70 degrees in the middle of the day and then went back down to like 45 yep that's why everybody gets sick it's, it's like yeah. you you're like yeah it's not gonna be that bad today it's gonna get up to 70 so you go out in like a light jacket but it's like 25 degrees in the morning and you're like like freezing your butt off it's stupid but i mean it's like that here to the, too but yeah I've gotten to the point now where I want to start wearing a mask to work again because everybody's like getting everybody's getting sick, dude. Like yeah, everybody, yeah. all my managers and everything. Yeah, it was, dude. It was bad. Like so. Um, and you just recently got sick. My kiddo just yeah. recently got over a cold. She mm-hmm. she she had a cold for like a whole week right before Thanksgiving. She was barely getting over it, and that's the only reason we we went anywhere on Thanksgiving was because she was at like the tail end of it. But. Mm. No, yeah. That was that was quite hard because she was, you know, runny nose twenty four seven. We were constantly having to get, you know, the booger sucker on her, and man, she hates that thing. She hates her face touched. Oh yeah, man. So it it made a bad situation worse every time we would have mm-hmm. to clean her up because oh, she yeah. just fought tooth and nail. <laughs> every time we would go to clean her up man and she i'm, I'm talking like yeah. she thought she was uh, like you would think she was dying the way She's that like, she would it. scream man it, i felt no! so bad but at the same time i'm like stay still <laughs> like come here <laughs> dang it <laughs> i'm trying to help you. <laughs> basically man uh, you can't breathe right now i'm trying to help yeah, you yeah <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, it was bad though, because she would wake up in the middle of the night because she couldn't breathe, and we would have to fix her up. And yeah, it was bad. Yeah. But she's good now. She's all chill. That's good. Yeah, it was just a cold. She ran like a a mild fever for like a few hours, and then it went away and never came back. So mm-hmm. we're we're lucky that she didn't get super super sick. Oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Especially with a baby, because they can't tell you what's wrong. They, yeah. they can't yeah, no, tell you. You kind of have to write it Yeah, out. you just kind of have to, like, <laughs> yep. evaluate and see what's going on, you know. It's like, I know for sure your nose is running. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we knew mm-hmm. that for sure. Visibly see it. Yeah. 
basically Dang. play it by ear. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I've never been in this situation before, so I had, like, three Thanksgivings. Nice. It was... <laughs> I ate so much. Welcome, welcome to the club. Yeah. Because, well, um, so... Her sister stayed in town here because their in-laws, her, well, her brother-in-law's parents came to town, um, but they invited us over for breakfast that day. Um, and then after that, we were supposed to go to my parents' house, and then that's when we ended up leaving, too. So had two two Thanksgiving meals, basically, in one day, and then we went and spent a little time with her family friday anyway just because we had all day yeah and so we ended up having breakfast with them and stuff and then a big thanksgiving meal saturday i was like golly never eaten so much in my life yep i say man you were stuffed all weekend weren't you yeah and then <clears throat> so uh friday was our like exactly to the date was six months that we've been dating so we decided to go out since we were in el paso decided to go into into the city downtown and Go have like a nice dinner date somewhere. So we went to this, uh, it's called Sushido. I think I was telling you about it when we were there. Yeah, yeah. It was like a Japanese style restaurant, but kind of kind of high end and fancy. It was nice. Had some good ramen. They made a drink there. It was like a sour with um, gin. And I forget what they called it exactly, but it was like a cucumber sour. It was hmm. actually really good. I've never really had a sour that I liked, but yeah, sour is not my thing. Yeah, like at all. I don't. I don't do sour shit. I, I love sour yeah, stuff, dude, but like as far as stuff, drinks, man. yeah. But it was good. It was neat. You have to have a reservation. We found out, so yeah. we had to. We had to set <laughs> yeah, up the sushi bar. Like, <laughs> well, because yeah, because we we were talking about it, and she's like, "Should we call ahead and just make sure we don't need to reserve a table?" And I was like. No, it's a ramen place. Like, there's no way. <laughs> and then, sure enough, they're like, "Do you have a reservation?" I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> um, nope." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, well, we can seat you at the sushi bar." And so that was awkward because the chefs are just kind of staring at you the whole yeah, time. Yeah, like, do you want us to do something or <laughs> like, no, I came here for the. You ramen, didn't have a bro. fucking reservation, did you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know they're just like silently judging us. <laughs> Newbies. <laughs> Frickin' Americans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I was just gonna say that's one thing I love about El Paso is like there's there's so many like food options here because everybody here like either wants to be a chef or is like a part time chef or like you know what I mean or they have their own restaurant or something like that. There's yeah. always like really good places to find food over here. Yeah. Her mom uh <laughs> after church Sunday, her mom took us to this uh border burger. Oh, okay. It's uh <clears throat> kind of close to that area where where y'all live i think yeah no it was like right down the street from our airbnb yeah so it was pretty close it was it was okay like i mm. i had um i forgot what kind of burger i had it was like a santa fe burger or something so i had like green chili and all that it was good nice. they um messed up her sister had ordered a salad i think and they messed it up twice how do, you, how do you mess up a salad? I don't know. Twice. I honestly, I was only like half. <laughs> she was at the other end of the table. I just knew that they brought her two or three different salads, and finally, it was like meh, meh. Yeah. <laughs> and she was just kind of like upset eating it. Like I'm fine. I'll eat it. But 
My God. Yeah. It was just weird because her mom was like talking this place up. And then when we were done, her mom's like, yeah, I'm not coming back here. <laughs> it's like, hey, gee, thanks. <laughs> we were your I guinea pigs. I understand that's, 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 that's kind of embarrassing because you like when you're like taking them to a new place and you're like, oh, yeah, this place is really good. And then you get there and you're like, yeah, it's like the one bad experience. Was- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like my uncle, dude, anytime we would like go, he would like take us out to eat. I don't, and maybe this is just the way that he is. Like, I, I don't know, man, but like, it was like almost every time we go out to eat, he would like complain about the food and he would get his plate for free. Like every time. <laughs> every time we go somewhere, dude. Oh, I mean, that's, that's ingenious. Yeah. Um, I ordered this rare, not medium rare. <laughs> yeah. And he would complain so much until they were like, you know what? We'll comp your food. And then he's like, yeah, yeah okay, thank you. It's like, yeah, you better comp my food, bro. <laughs> yeah. I ain't paying for shit. This is wrong. This isn't what I ordered. That is the most This evil. is too peppery. You put too much pepper in my food. Yeah. Send it back. Comes back. There's not <laughs> enough pepper in this food. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with y'all? We need more pepper and less pepper at the same time. <laughs> that is like the most evil but most genius idea. Honestly. <laughs> for real. <laughs> just dumps the whole thing of pepper off the table. <laughs> yeah. There's your pepper. I'll show you pepper, bro. <laughs> you Comp your a... food. You're going to eat this whole jar of pepper, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, meal's free, but you're eating all of this. <laughs> That's uh, funny. What do you guys think about jamming out for a minute? Let's do it. Sounds good, man. This is a dancing On my lips and in my mind Money has run out The music is played out Now it seems we're running out of time I'm feeling forever This is your decision Take your time and make this count I'm waiting with you A lifetime of secrets But would you kiss your mother with that mouth?
for your call I'm sick, call I'm angry, call I'm desperate for your voice, listening to the song we used to sing in the court. You remember Butterfly, early summer is playing on repeat, just like when we would Yeah, you best believe I played a Christmas song. It's December, baby. See, and that's why I'm allowing it. Only because it's December, okay? I'm just saying, we're doing a full-fledged Christmas special before the end of the month. I don't know about that. We are. It's happening. It's going to be a whole, whole, holy good time. I am going to complain the whole time. That's okay. I'm just going to complain. Like an old man, I'm just going to complain the whole damn time. Well, every good Christmas story needs a Scrooge, so... It's so funny, dude. At my work, since we 
we play the like Christmas music over the the loudspeaker at work like all the time. It's so funny, like you'll hear like all this Christmas music going on, and then all of a sudden, like yesterday, it was just like Christmas, 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 and then all of a sudden, that stupid song. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? Where did that come oh, from? Okay. Like... <laughs> oh man, the Disney songs. Yeah. <laughs> It's it is kind of crazy though how like even before Thanksgiving I was walking into stores and hearing Christmas music and I was like we don't have to like we can, yeah you don't we have can, to do this we can wait <laughs> we can wait just a little yeah. bit guys like, come on the, the day after Thanksgiving free game in my opinion but anything before that like no like well, even the damn as, turkey yet bro well shoot yeah. man as soon as we got home my wife de- decorated our Christmas area. We don't have a lot of room to decorate, but she put up the tree and decorated it, and like kind of set out some holiday stuff on our on our uh, on our kitchen table and everything. So, nice. you know, I'm all about it. I just if you do it too early, it kind of ruins the the fun for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, because you get tired of seeing that stupid tree if they set it up in like August. You know, which some people actually do. Some people do it like the day after Halloween. And yeah, it's just like bro. See, and I don't yeah. get it because some people actually like to use real Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. And, it's too much work. Well, I mean, wouldn't you think it'd be dead by then, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's just sitting there for like two months. See, I feel like that's where... Just rotting. I feel yeah. like, like I like the convenience of fake Christmas trees, but at the same time, it kind of ruins the... the how, how, how would I say it? Like the, the earliness the of setting up... For Christmas, because if you get a real Christmas tree, you've only got a limited amount of time before that thing just starts to dry up and yeah, you know, go yeah. away. So you you don't set it up too early, otherwise it dies before Christmas. Exactly. You know, you got to set it up not even at the beginning of the month either, because I feel like it would still be dead by the time Christmas comes around. You know, yeah, like Man. and to be honest, dude, faux trees are so expensive. Like they're just yeah, so expensive. Yeah. yeah. I would love to, like, do the whole nine yards. Like, I would go chop down my own tree. Yeah, definitely. But I will never, ever be able to do that because um, Caitlin is allergic to pine. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> That's interesting. And y'all went to Rio Doso? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I can't ever have a real Christmas tree in my house because, you know, I'd rather have a wife that's alive than a tree that's alive. There's yeah, definitely. 100%. I agree with that. <laughs> It's either me or the tree. Like my dad, my dad used to always get real Christmas trees. Yeah, same. So, I would love it, but you know what? The only thing I don't mind fake trees anyway, but I helped my parents yesterday set up their tree and everything. And the one thing I hate about those stupid trees is all the little branches like get smushed and folded up and you have to go one by one yep. and pull them all back out. And you got to fluff it yeah. out. Yeah. Whereas if you get a real tree, you don't even have to like reconnect it or anything. You just throw it up yeah. and it's good to go, you know? I just, I hate it. It fluffs itself because like you, you cut the you cut the little ties on it and it just falls down yep. and it's, it's nice and pretty and fluffy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Kelly's uh Kelly's dad gave us the tree that's been in her house for like years, the tree that they use, and it's it's a fake tree. Mm. And um her dad came over and her grandma came over and like 
it was we just like made it a thing because we were all off that day and like they were like her granny was like showing us what we need to do and like we set the tree up and we did all that stuff like we made the branches all fluffed out and stuff and uh kelly was supposed to be like helping <laughs> helping me like get the tree together and put the lights on and everything and she's like well you got it <laughs> so i'm like i'm standing over there by myself like with her grandma just like wrapping the tree in lights because I'm, I'm the tallest one here so i'm like wrapping the damn tree in lights yeah. so like while kelly's like over here I'm, I'm done with the tree and kelly's like putting ornaments on the tree and she's like you want to help me and i was like no i did my part i put the lights <laughs> you got it you got it <laughs> that's awesome but i, I eventually helped her i put up a few oh yes. man no joke, I did that to my dad. When he was like pulling out the branches and fluffing them, I was like, oh, hey, I just thought of something I can go do to help help this go go quicker. <laughs> and I just went outside and like got the boxes of ornaments. Nice. I was like, oh, you're done? Oh, darn. <laughs> Dang. But then I hung up their uh, lights for them around the house, like yeah. on the outside. That I actually love doing that. I mean, it's not hard. It's not hard. That's why I love it. I get to be on the roof. Yeah. It's you, easy. You got the little clips that just clip onto the shingles. Yeah, you know? and I just, I, you know, I take it very seriously to straighten them out and make sure there's no droopage. Mm -hmm. It was fun. I quite enjoyed it. My only thing is I hate when a light bulb goes out and it causes like that whole string yeah. to just go out and you're like, ah, get mm -hmm. you're like, shit. You got to cut it out like a virus. <laughs> now you got to replace it. Oh, it's a pain just, in the butt. I just cut it the, while the it's hooked up The way that most to... Christmas lights work is like one light controls like five. Mm -hmm. So like if that one light goes out, then all of those lights are going out. Yep. So it's mm -hmm. kind of weird and strange and it sucks. But yeah, I've had to do that for my grandparents quite a few times. Yeah. My, my dad was always like the one to do it because, you know. And he, you have to be on the roof, and he's like, I don't want you up there, because what if you fall? But he had to use my ladder this year, so I got to decide who climbed it. You're like, no, no. no. I was like, I'm getting up there, bro. Like, I've been on your roof to work on your air conditioner. What's That's some that's slightly more dangerous than hanging lights. <laughs> yeah, <man. clears throat> I, uh, yeah. I know this has nothing to do with Christmas lights, but like, it just reminded me. Um, the other day when I came home, Kelly was, we were like, um, Kelly was already cooking and, and we were just hanging out and, uh, um, um, before Brandon came over, Kelly's dad got some whiskey from a guy that he like, he oh, collects yeah. whiskey and, um, like he has like a whole room dedicated to whiskey, dude. Wow. And like he, his store room, the room that he has it in, he has it like a store. So he has like his old bottle and like five more new bottles behind that old bottle. Oh wow. So he has like a whole plethora of like whiskey. And he had a bunch of whiskey that he didn't want anymore. So he like let her dad come over and like get a few bottles. <clears throat> and I, I was able to get them before Brandon came over. And uh, I, the other night I was, I was just sitting there and Kelly was cooking and I was just, I'd had a long day and I was just sitting there hanging out with her. And like, I started helping her cook and I'm like drinking a glass of whiskey as I'm going and I'd go and get another glass of whiskey and another glass of whiskey and i'm having a good time we're talking and i get another glass of whiskey and by like the end of the night like bro i drink so much you were just like you were like oh my god just like yeah dude like i i'm not gonna do that ever again like i just got a little too carried away because there's like four or five different whiskeys man and i right, wanted to try them all just like so i like, want to yeah. try them all yep, yep. Like, yeah, yeah dude 
That's that's I made a mistake, bro. That's me when it <laughs> when it comes to cigars. Like when I went to ICC a few months ago, and I got like my thirty plus cigars, and I spent a whole day at the shop, dude. I literally smoked like six or seven cigars that day just because Damn. I was just I just wanted to try them all. Yeah, like, man. But like within like that twelve hour time span, I was there. Like I just you know as soon as I was done with one, I went for another one, and then as soon as I was done with that one, I went for another one, dude. I felt like I was up, I was sick to my stomach. I was like, oh, oh yeah. god, you mm. know, I was I was torn by the time I got home, and <laughs> Chelsea's like, now what did we learn? I was like, don't smoke, <laughs> don't smoke that many cigars in one day. <laughs> one at a time. Yeah, I could probably you know four. I could probably swing four. Yeah, four in a day, but like that, I think That's I had like, the like limit. Yeah six or seven dude and i was just yeah, like really. uh, you know after i ate and like took some some ibuprofen i was good but dude the whole hour and a half drive from frisco back to fort worth i was just like oh my god i need to puke so bad i feel like i need to, I'm, I'm sick i'm so sick like <laughs> every time like she would like hit the brakes real hard it was like oh god <laughs> i don't know why this made me think of that but i was laughing because um when we went to Trevor's house, um, you know, I had stopped by Specs. I was like, I'm not, I'm gonna, you know, sh- I'm not gonna show up empty-handed. I'll bring a couple, of, you know, six packs. And then Caitlin, so she doesn't drink beer and she doesn't drink a lot. Period. Mm-hmm. And of course, I knew I was going to Trevor's house. So I should have known they would have had like every possible alcohol known to man. <laughs> but just just to be on the safe side, I got like I knew she would like like Tito's and like cranberry juice. Right. So I just got a little bottle of each. And it was just funny because I went to go like make the drink for her. And I was like I filled up like over half the glass with with Tito's by accident uh-huh. and then mixed the cranberry juice in and then Trevor shows up with like the little um little portion <laughs> the, thing. The portion measures, yeah. The, the little measure, yeah. And I was like <laughs> oh, that too late, man. Because <laughs> then she goes to take a drink, and she's like, "That's a lot of vodka." I'm like, "I, I was just eyeballing it." I mean, <laughs> but it's just because then, then Kelly's like, "We have a a, a measure," and I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I know that now." <laughs> Trevor's late to the party. It was just I'm like mixing, it and then he's like, "I have a measure." <laughs> After the fact, well, like, well, yeah, that, you already poured it. It's gone now. It's it's over with. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Let's let's have us another block. Let's do it. Let's jam some more. Okay.
walking around with my emotions I like you better when you're numb I'm sick and tired of false devotion Devote yourself to moving on Suck it up and let it go Push your eyes out to with 
I was telling, I was saying that I had a story about All Time Low. It's not a, like a big story. I just, I just thought it was kind of funny because we were listening to the All Time Low song. Before but, um, we get in on this, I just, I added that because the lack of All Time Low talk on this podcast has been very surprising right? to me, anyways. Like oh, we, we have not I discussed agree. All Time Low. Well, like we're about to have lots near to talk enough about. or like at all. Like I, yeah, I just had to true. bring that up before we go because like Jesus, man, like. All-time low rips, man. Yeah. And they've been around for so long. Well, Trevor's got a story. It brought up something that I had thought about about all-time low. So we're about to have an all-time low talk. Let's go. All-time low. Let's do it. Let's we've have re- the all-time talk about all-time we've low. We've reached an all-time low <laughs> in our ratings. We went from five listeners to one. <laughs> anyway, your story? Well, thinking of <laughs> Listen to um, us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> 
Um, one time when me and Kelly, I believe we were we were in Albuquerque. I, I think it was for like uh, it was for another show, or we were there for I forgot what we were there for, dude. But anyway, we were in Albuquerque, and the uh, hotel that we were staying in, the uh, like all these fucking people were just like running around like crazy. And Kelly is like, I understand now why they have the fucking, because they had the pool closed. And I was trying to figure out why, because there was a bunch of people out there, but they had it closed. And they wouldn't let anybody else go out there. And Kelly's like, apparently, all-time low is staying in this hotel with us. Oh, and I was like, gosh. the fuck now? What happened? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, all-time low is staying here. And I was like, I wonder if we can, like, low-key go meet them or something? And she's like, no, like, that's why they have everything closed off. They, like, want to be left alone. And I was like, oh, okay, I respect that, respect that. Huh. Um finally after they like left the pool they finally like opened the pool and let everybody out and i saw like i saw them like head back to their rooms and everything but like it was just it's just so funny like you're in the same hotel with these people and they're so like well known i guess that you can't even you know i mean you can't even like get to see them or meet them or anything like that which is i mean i understand you want your space you want your yeah well they're not technically for them to meet people is work yeah when they're at the hotel they're not working they're just they're like, man, I want to, yeah. I want to get away from all that for a minute. Let's unwind, yeah. you know. Let's not yeah. have to, you know, talk to feds and answer the same damn questions and hear the same damn yeah. comments. Because I'm sure they get mm-hmm. all the time, like, oh my god, you saved my life. You're my hero. Yeah. I love you so much. You're my favorite band your music ever. Because it's the best thing ever, you know. And Jack, I, I, mean, I want to have your bear cat babies. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, well, they hear it all the, the time, and they're thinking. just like, you know, I'm sure it gets tiring <laughs> and repetitive, you know, because they hear it all. Well, you I was know, just gonna go in the all. pool and. I was just going to go in there and tell them that they can kiss my ass, and I hate every single one of them. Yeah. I was going to go streaking. <laughs> they would probably be like, what'd you just say? Yeah, I, I kiss my ass, dude. Yeah, I hate I, every I hate last one of you guys. They'd be <laughs> you like, guys suck. I like you. Come hang with us. Yeah, right? <laughs> and that's, You're a bunch of overrated cunts, and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the secret. And then you're in there like just secretly like, this is amazing. <laughs> trying to hide your passion like it's like i respect that bro let me buy you a beer (laughs) and on the inside trevor's just like ah (laughs) trevor's fangirling so hard like a girl "Ah, it worked it worked it worked (laughs) i'm having a beer with alex gaskarth (laughs) that's funny it's funny how that happens in albuquerque a lot right like where bands just stay in hotels where people are and uh, that's that's the main reason we stalked <laughs> freaking Rao and chris from inner shikari is because mm-hmm. we missed them because they were staying at the same hotel that we the were home two suites yep. yeah and they yeah what up with that whatever yeah no it's interesting though um all time low they're a weird band like because the 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 song you played is off of uh don't panic right yeah it's a 2012 mm-hmm. album but mm-hmm. the album that they did before that was their first major label album. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm sure we all know the story. Like, they signed with a major label, went into the studio with whatever producers the label had lined up for them. And they just wanted them to <clears throat> write the same song over and yeah, over again and they, because it was popular yeah. and, like, it was, like, it's going to get them, yeah. you know, all the all the, the views on MTV. It's going to get them all the listens, you know. It's going to... All the streams, all the downloads. Yeah. yeah. And I remember Alex specifically in an interview talking about how they wanted to bring in all these ghost writers. Yeah. And they're like, no. Like, we write our own yeah, music. We, I know how to play my guitar. Like, I'm writing my own songs. Yeah. And it's just funny because then Don't Panic was back on Hopeless Records. It was supposed to be their, like, comeback. Like, no, we tried the mainstream thing. It's not for us. And then, 
look at them now. Yeah. <laughs> They're like super mainstream. Oh, yeah. Doing songs with Black Bear and Demi Lovato and having songs literally like it was not this album, um, but the album before Young Renegade. Yeah, that one. Um, there was a song that I heard on the like the Sirius XM like pop station. Yeah, and I was like, "What the?" And they're, I mean, now they they are like huge, like playing these big like mainstream festivals and stuff. And you know, it's just weird. I feel like the difference between now as opposed to then was then they were still a new young up and coming band. Yeah, and they just you know wanted to try the mainstream, you know success that you know most popular bands find you know and they they didn't like it because they were being told what to do and because they were young and they were basically being taken advantage of for their talent and their gift um yeah uh whereas opposed to now they're they're a lot more seasoned they're they're veterans of their craft they they know who to work with they have contacts you know i'm sure that they've made over the years of touring and writing and all this stuff that it, it actually, it comes together now and it makes sense now because they know who they're working with and what they want. And nobody's trying to take advantage of them at this point. You know, they're, they're, they're doing their, their thing the way they want to in a mainstream environment, you know? And, And the thing is, it's more, it was more of a gradual climb up to it now. Yeah. As opposed to like, they just went from boom, hopeless records to Interscope records. Yeah. Just like, like that. in a matter of like two years or something. And oh yeah. Now it like, they're, they're still not on like a mainstream, mainstream label. They're on Fueled by Ramen. Right. So it's still like a, technically an underground label. It's just like the most mainstream underground label ever. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. it, it is. And they're experiencing a lot of mainstream success. Yeah, but yeah, that's this. It's more like they worked towards it this time instead of just diving into. Yeah, it. just like signing yeah. a contract and like expecting to be like the the biggest thing ever, you know. And they're you know they they deserve it. They've been a band for how long? And they <sighs> just in the last few years have gotten to this point. So oh yeah, dude. It, I mean, good for them. Like it's it's just interesting when you think about it how they had tried it once it didn't work and now it's like they did the same thing just in their own way, like you were saying. Yeah. And now it's. Almost like it worked better, even though like that that uh, I'm blanking on the album name now. The Interscope album is it Dirty Work? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Dirty Work. I, I actually, actually love that yeah, album. It's really dude. good. <laughs> I love that like, album. Time so Bomb's much, a great bro. song. Um, what's the Merry Christmas? The kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that it's just funny how that album's actually really good, and they hated it. <laughs> But that seems it's, to be the case with it, a lot of bands. A lot of bands are like that. It's like one of like the fans or just anyone's favorite album. But just because of the process behind that album doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad album. It's just their least favorite album because of the process behind that album. Yeah, like what went what on to to make with album. writing that album. You know, what? Yeah. all the, the complications and, you know, the fighting, I'm assuming, you know, and the, yeah. the oh, fine, let's do it. You know, yeah, it turned out great you know, from a listener perspective, but from a writer perspective and an artist perspective, it was like the worst experience you can have. Therefore, yeah. screw that album. No, I don't like this yeah. album. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. that's my own work, but I hate it. Like, let's let's move on from it. You know, let's not play yeah. anything I, off of that album ever <laughs> on any tour. I feel like All Time Low is really smart about the way that they moved up, man. Because, I mean, oh, they yeah. went from, like, being, like, 
like you were saying, like they went from that small record label and then they went to Interscope and they made themselves like a little bit of a name. But of course, like, like you said, they're not going to sell out and like do what somebody else wants them to do because like at that point in time, dude, like they were kind of big in the scene and they knew what their worth was and they thought that yeah. they could do it. And they did, dude. I mean, they moved up in a smart way and, and they're actually like, like you said, they're playing with bigger people. They're playing with like actually mainstream artist and even though they're being featured they're still like out there you know what i mean like they did that song with um uh what's the name of that stupid band i say stupid band but they're actually a really good band oh um, um damn it are you talking about the the band camino yeah yes yeah yeah it's just i mean it's just interesting it's just but crazy dude i i mean they're re- like i actually like their new stuff quite a bit it's different but it that was like one of the first it works albums that we did like a legitimate album review on on yep. the other podcast was <laughs> wake up sunshine wake up and, sunshine um, i kept wanting to say hello sunshine <laughs> it, it was such a uh, says hello <laughs> su- good morning sunshine. such a great album and you know even we noted when we reviewed it um a couple years ago was just how down to earth it was and how <clears throat> close to home it hits for just yeah. all time low in general because like they they stuck they dug into their roots a little bit we felt like with with the newest album like because it, it felt a lot like you know like the don't panic uh you know that era like very yeah. very early all time low but just in a more yeah just in a more um mature realm said growing up with yeah, yeah. In, in, yeah in a much more like that you can tell that they've grown as musicians and as artists and as writers you know and yeah it's just it, it's really 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 good stuff um it's I, very i i, I <laughs> it's hard to pin them because i want to say that they're overrated but in all reality they are underrated man. well yeah they're extremely yeah, underrated that's what i was going to say is even with the mainstream success they're not that popular like wow. you you know you look at like paramore and like fallout boy and panic at the disco and they like hit that mainstream Blink status yeah and they're like i mean i'm sure all-time lows ticket prices are similar but you don't hear their name as much it's no. like you know fallout boys playing the super bowl and it's like whoa all-time low you don't hear they're, they're like the middle of the poster for Lollapalooza. Yeah. you know they're not headlining anything when and, they should be and they should be yeah very much so <laughs> They did headline that Sad Summer Festival thing, which is supposed to be like a warp to a replacement for pop punk bands. But yeah, you know that's probably not even as big as Warp Tour was. So <laughs> whatever that's worth. But it this brings up an interesting point too, like with a like the mainstream success and record labels and stuff. I'm sure Trevor knew this, but I didn't know this. Maybe you knew this, but Fallout Boy. <clears throat> when they first got discovered, I saw some video on their like first album mm-hmm. the other day. When they first got discovered, they like right off the bat got signed to a major label. Like right off the bat, they were signed to uh, Island Records or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because they came from like the punk DIY scene, um, the major label wanted them to like give the appearance of like you know the humble beginnings, like most pop punk bands. So. They like signed like a co deal with Fueled by Ramen just to release the first album. Mm-hmm. 
so that it looked like Fall Out Boy was working their way up the ladder instead of just jumping oh, in on a, okay. a major label. Even though technically they were yeah. on the major <clears throat> label with the first album, Take This to Your Grave. Huh. But they, they intentionally, you know, sent them to a lower budget like studio and put it out through the, you know, indie label. And it's to me, I'm it's like, it's actually what kind the? of ingenious. It is. And from, from what I understand, <laughs> that actually happens. It's a very happens, evil so, and a manipulative kind of way. That's very yeah. ingenious. Like that, that's, that's actually pretty mm-hmm. cool. Cause I, I didn't know that until you just said that. So you learned mm-hmm. me something new today. Yeah. And it's just, I, I guess that happens with quite a few bands, honestly. That's, yeah. um, and some well, bands, of course, reject it. Like I think senses fail, like they tried to do that and they're like, no. Yeah, screw <laughs> you. What the hell? But, yeah. And that was around the same yeah. time that the whole like Pete's nudes came out, and they like were trying to make them seem like they're like, oh, they're a, they're a bad boy band. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna be up and coming because they're they're doing the, the image, same thing man. Image doing. image has a lot to do yeah. with the, yeah. everything, man. Like it, it, as much as it shouldn't, it really does. It that's just how the world works, man. That's just mm-hmm. how the music scene is. It's how everything is, man. Like mm-hmm. image is yeah. everything. It really is. Well, even like Paramore, like technically Haley Williams was the only one with a record deal. Like they wanted her to be a solo artist. And, and she's, she's like, like no. she's yeah. like, I, my band is Paramore. Like we're yeah. either doing Paramore albums or you're not getting anything from us. Which is good for her. Yeah. Man. Like rock solid there. <laughs> like you're not going to, you're not going to be like major record label. I'm going to do this in your way. No, like you yeah. want, you came to me. You want me. Like this is this is me, me and my band. Like yep. we're gonna we're gonna do shit like this, and now now look at them. And you it know? you know like it, it's the same <clears> thing as all time low. Like people complain like oh their music's all mainstream now, but they again they worked their way up to that. Oh point. yeah, because Haley Williams could it, she could have been this big in two thousand seven, yeah. but she wanted you know to be with her band and you know be a genuine artist and not just some pop star. Sell so out. yeah. And even now, like their music sounds different because they're like in their mid thirties. Yeah, <laughs> like well, it's I mean, not of course not imagine that they how sold many, out. They just grew up. <laughs> imagine how many fans they would not have if she would have done that, dude. Like how many yeah. people like wouldn't be listening to them? You know what I mean? They wouldn't be near as big. They wouldn't yep. be near as popular. No. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It's just interesting. I didn't know that about Fallout Boy until I did did digging into that album, and I'm like. And, you know, they said that lots of bands do that. And it makes me want to, like, wonder who else might have done that, right? Like, what other bands? Which one of your favorite bands actually did that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely not Sayosin. But (laughs) (laughs) nobody knows Sayosin. I want to say the same thing kind of happened to Crown the Empire, too. Because I arguably Rise Records is a major record label. And they really always have been within the scene. Yeah. Rise Records is like the record label you want to get signed yeah, to like in that genre. To be on. It was that yeah. label. And, you know, Crown the Empire, they played, what What did they say, like six, seven shows before they got signed to Rise? Yeah. Like, because they, okay. the, they had the EP that they self-produced and put out, you know, and they were all still in high school. And they played, like, very few shows, and Rise Records was like, boom, we're taking you guys. Y'all are, y'all are, y'all are coming with us, you yeah. know? And they didn't, was it them collectively that they decided they wanted to get Dave in the band or was it Rise that told them they needed to get it to do the dual frontman thing? 
I don't I forget. remember. I, I feel like the record label did have something to do with that. Yeah, because like it, it just felt like out of nowhere though, like Crown the Empire went from like this very small, nobody knew about them band, like only a select yeah. handful of people to the biggest band like yeah, they, ever. They blew up fast. They blew up like overnight, yeah. bro. Because I then, remember listening to them before they even got signed, man. Yeah. Like just searching through YouTube, like, and then all of a sudden the the very next year like maybe not even a year later they were just they were freaking on a on a stage at warp tour and the whole crowd was just like it was yep. like a main stage size crowd on one of the smaller cr- stages it's just like holy shit and then they fizzled out just as fast <laughs> they really did though it's kind of crazy their story is kind of weird um they do have a new song out and mm. i absolutely love it it is so good i think i listened to like a little clip of it but i, I haven't heard it's the whole thing. so good dude is it, it really like is immortalized or yes something like that? immortalized yeah. it it reminds <clears throat> me of the their very early work like before nice. before um the resistance like it reminds me a lot of like their early <clears throat> stuff which is kind of crazy to me Considering the journey that they went on. Right. Well, and even that, that one song they put out where it's just the bass player screaming yeah. the whole time. It was like, whoa. <laughs> Dancing with the Dead. Yeah. That's a good song. That's a really good song, dude. But like, it, it, it it's crazy. Their their success story and how they, they went from this little DIY band to like the biggest band on Rise Records, like seemingly overnight. It, it was insane yeah. to watch. It is it brings up an interesting question um so what what's a band that like this is a two-parter question we're gonna do some rapid no we can't do those those aren't allowed so two-parter here nope Um, i I like to ignore you i Um, refuse (laughs) what's a band that you think blew up like that like in that instance where they just got like really huge all of a sudden that didn't need to or that maybe you just don't get why they got so popular and what's a band that you think should have gotten that big and never did? Easy one. I prevail. They should not <laughs> have blown up the way that they did, and they should yeah. not be as big as they are. That's they fair. make good music. I can I, I can justify that. I listen to their stuff. I do. Now, why they blew up the way that they did, I have no freaking idea. Because there were yeah. there were literally dozens of bands out there that literally sounded so much better than them and were so much more unique and so much more creative that did not get like any recognition because of this big I prevail boom, you know? Oh, I prevail. They're huge. Yeah. They're, I, I don't get it. Like, yes, they're talented. Yes, they make good music. They are overrated as hell. I will say that now. They did not need to blow up the way that they did at all whatsoever. A uh, band that I think should have, that did not, Palisades. Mm, that's a good one. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, <clears throat> I'm going to retract that hmm. just based off of the fact that I've got an even better one. They're for tomorrow. There you 100% go. ahead of their time musicians, ahead yeah, of their dude. time band that should have blown up in the, in that way that did not and that just kind of fizzled out and aren't here anymore, which I, I really hate that, dude. There for Tomorrow is like literally one of my top bands. They I love them so much. Their music is so good. Micah is 
such a talented musician and artist. Yeah. Such a gifted singer. The the whole band was just they they were <coughs> they were next level, dude. Um for what they were producing and what they were dishing out, it 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 would make a it would fit a in perfectly within like especially this day and age. Uh maybe even I I won't say not quite 10 years ago, but mm. like in that kind of like rifty, weird, kind of shifty era of this genre of music in general. But like they, they, they reminded me a lot of, well now like Slaves, which is Rain City Drive and like Hands yeah. Like Houses and bands like that. But like they, they did it, they delivered it in a way that was very pop punk. And I love that. Like they had that pop punk energy with that kind of like alternative, like alt rock, you know, vibe. And it just it it was so good. And I really wish they would have blown up. I really do. I I still hate that they're not together anymore. I really want them to come back because I feel like they would they would do so good if they came back. Yeah, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I like it. I definitely think that, like, um, I have to agree with you, dude, on I Prevail, dude, because that was the one I was going to say. Because, I mean, straight up, dude, like, everybody, like, I told you guys the last time that we were talking about I Prevail, yeah. like, that girl at my work was like, you don't like I Prevail? Can't believe you don't like I Prevail. And I'm like, dude, they're just so, they're so overrated, man. Yeah. Like, everybody. The I most don't, overrated band in the scene. Yes, dude. And I mean, like, and I'm not trying to be unoriginal, but like straight up, dude, like I hear their songs at my work all the time. And it's like just like one of the like Walmart radio likes to play one song from a a band that's popular and they play that one song like until it's dead. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. which they haven't played it in a while, but they were like when it first came out, they were just playing the hell out of it. Um, But I mean, they are they seem like good guys and they seem like they know what they're doing. And like, I mean, good for them that they made a name for themselves. But yeah, man, like, I don't think they should have blown up as quick as they, they should did. not. Yeah, have, I mean, man. like, definitely not. Especially like at the time, the point in time that they did start blowing up. Like I said, there were just tons of other bands that were so much better and so much yeah. more. I mean, hell, dude. Unique. Like, I yeah, always yeah. can the, say, I always, yeah. and I'll stand by this to this day, they were they were great value a day to remember. They literally <laughs> yeah. ripped off a day to remember One. sound. They're, they're, like, everything about a day to remember, that's what I prevail was. They were a copy and paste of a day to remember. And later on, they switched it up. They kind of came into their own. I'll give them that. Because they won me with that next album. Mm. And I, I'll... I'll they're just overrated. They shouldn't have blown up. <laughs> they should They should not have gotten the success that they got. Okay. Anyways, Trevor. Secretly, continue. these questions were just a way for us to crap on I Prevail some more. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, man, like, I mean, hell, I didn't even know who they were until, like, somebody from my work was, like, asking me about them, like, when they first came out. And I was like, oh, the people that covered that, I that uh, Taylor, it was a Taylor Swift song, I think, yep. that yep. they covered, like, like, when they first got big. And I was like, oh, the guys that cover the Taylor Swift song? I was like, yeah, dude, I'm not that much into them. And then um, we went to Warped Tour when they were playing, and we, like, watched them live. And they were, they did a good show, man. Like, it wasn't a bad show. They didn't do a bad job. It's just, like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, Yeah, like I mean, they're, said, they're a just, very good band. Even the first album. Yes, dude. They're very yeah. good. It's just, it's like, do you want vanilla ice cream, or do you want, like, cookies and cream ice cream? Because I'm going to go cookies yeah. and cream. Like, <laughs> I've had vanilla. And it's okay. Yeah. 
You know? I, I remember watching them live at Warp Tour thinking, okay, change my mind. They had a good show, but even then yeah. I was just sitting there like, well, this is, this is okay. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, yeah. nothing wowed me. Nothing spectacular. Nothing like credit where credit is due. They are good. They are good. Mm-hmm. Their, their stuff is, is good. It's quality. It's just, it did mm-hmm. not deserve what it got. Yeah. <laughs> like it did yeah. not. They did and- Sidebar, this is just my opinion. I'm not even a Taylor Swift fan, but every band that tries to cover her songs does so much worse than she does. No, dude, they like, they killed Blank Space, bro. I hate it. I love it. I, I absolutely. I, I think the actual song is so much better. I don't. I think they killed that song. I will give same, them that. They the, absolutely uh, killed that the, song. The we Came as Romans one too. Like the actual Taylor Swift song is yeah. so much better. But. I didn't like that we came as Romans. I forgot covered. that they yeah. covered a Taylor Swift song. I used to love it, but you know, I realized the error of my ways. Who's who's your underrated band though? Um, the underrated band would definitely be Search the City Man. I wish they were oh, still together, but with a good one with the original singer man. Because, gosh, I hope that happens so good, someday. Dude. I will. I will be there. <laughs> I will one hundred percent be. There. I don't care. I'll call in <laughs> sick to work. I'll like. I'll do whatever I have to. Be like, I'm gonna go see Mr. Great Frost up, sing his songs. They were, that, that, they were so good. That's a yeah. really good one, man. Oh yeah. So my picks, um, my overrated. I'm not gonna pick I Prevail because. Um, I mean, you absolutely can. They deserve it. They do deserve it, but <laughs> a band, and it's not because it's not necessarily a band that I. It's actually a band that I really like, but I just don't understand why they got as popular as they did. Is Which Neck is, Deep. Okay. I don't... Their music is not unique to me. At all. At no. all. It's like the most... Like, State Champs is 10 times better yes. than Neck Deep. Absolutely. Real Friends is way better than Neck Deep. Absolutely. Ne- like, Neck yep. Deep is like bottom tier, and yet somehow they, they blew, blew up, up like crazy. Main stage warp Tour, headlining all the tours, like everybody... And sure, I get it. Everybody likes that Part of Me song. Everybody likes December. Those are good songs. Yes. But... I don't get it. There's like nothing special about that. At all, dude. I've tried to listen to them on multiple occasions, and every single time I go back to listen to them, it's the same thing. I'm like, yeah. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, and I'm I, with I, you. Like I, don't I like it. I like their music a lot. Yes, I, I do too. I just, when I listen to I'm glad to I'm it, not the only one that, that has that problem, dude. Like going back yeah. trying to listen to them, I'm like, uh. It's yeah, I just I, I fail to see what makes them stand apart from everybody. Exactly. It's, it's like their stuff is good. There's nothing wrong with yeah. it. It's just why are they above all these other bands that every time yeah, I dude. listen to them I'm like, "Oh yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yes." You know. Yeah. It and hits different. I just I they I, don't hit different. Yeah. And you know, I to a lesser extent I kind of feel that way about Real Friends too, but they never blew up no, to the they extent didn't, they, they didn't they kind of they they've just had a gradual and i like that about career them. yeah and same with state champs like i i think state champs is more unique than these other two or than the neck deep at least um and it's just because i'm biased and i love state champs but they again they've had a <laughs> gradual career that's they, not, they, 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 they haven't blown they didn't up blow up they they have been on a steady incline yeah you know and they've been working they've, they've been, been grinding and working and yeah and they yeah. deserve it like they're just getting better except that one they're album. on the same they're on the same route that all-time low yeah did you know they're, they're, i could i could they're, yeah i could very much very, see them going down that same path, path. yeah but yeah neck deep that's my overrated band because why yeah <laughs> like 
excuse me, they had they you know they headline all these tours, and I'm like, but every band on this bill is better than Neck Deep. <laughs> you have all these other bands though. Yeah, but and then my underrated band is Hawthorne Heights always. Because they had their moment, yeah. you know, Ohio's for Lovers is like one of the biggest songs in this scene, but they yeah. never, never got the success that the they, success they deserved, yeah. in my opinion. They like now they they're the senior band on most bills they play and they are never the headliner. Nope. They're the you only know, time they headlined is they did that little tour with Armor for Sleep where they did like yeah. a couple of weeks of shows and they headlined over Armor for Sleep, which I, I would have put armor for sleep as the headliner, but <laughs> like, I just, I don't understand how they could have one of the most popular songs ever. And it's just, meh, you know, cause they're not a one hit wonder. They're like, not. They had, be, they had a, no. a because after a the second really album, like I remember like being, being in, uh, or seeing, uh, like pins and needles, that video on MTV all the time. So the next album was successful too, you know? It's just interesting to me how it just kind of blah after that, and yeah, that you know they had the uh, screamer Casey passed away, but yeah, I was about know, to say he didn't when, scream a lot in the song, so it didn't necessarily take much away from their music without him, you know. Yeah. Well, you say that he could have been the the writing genius behind yeah. it all. He could have. Yeah, you I was having that I mean? conversation with. Yeah, I was having that conversation with Kelly the other day too, again, because we were talking about about um, Hawthorne Heights and about how like I saw them on Warped Tour and it wasn't like the best show ever. Because yeah. she like loves them, dude. Because they come to El Paso all the time and they play free shows here all the fucking time. Well, they certainly and, um, picked the wrong guy to start screaming. <laughs> yeah, bro. He like straight up just like quit in the middle of like of, of screaming, dude. Like he just like was like I I can't. Yeah. And I was like, okay, dude, that's not that's not cool. But I really feel like after after Casey passed away, dude, they just kind of like they, not yeah. For for better lack of words, like they, they kind of fell of, off a little bit. Yeah, or they they yeah. definitely didn't get any bigger after that. Yeah, exactly. They just stayed kind of the same, and they've been there ever mm. since. So for like fifteen years, <laughs> it's <clears throat> it's just interesting to me. I'm like, I feel like you know everybody knows they at least their first two albums. So so it's weird how they're not more popular. But yeah, on that note, I say we go to our next block. Let's do it. Move on.
so yeah. there's our block. Um, of mice and men, man, that's a that's a good topic here. Because I was gonna uh, the for the last discussion, uh, I was gonna bring up like uh, what have we all been listening to recently? Um, I've gone back to my uh, 2013, 2014 days, and um, that was one of the albums that like I had on repeat constantly. I absolutely loved that album. And in hindsight, I always go back and talk about how that was kind of like their their downfall after yeah. Shaylee left the band and after they kind of like changed directions a little bit. But like in all honesty, dude, I that album was great. Restoring Force was yeah amazing. Very good. Aaron Pollock came in and killed it. Not to mention Austin kind of like changing up the 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 style of scream he used too. Yeah. To where it wasn't just like straight up like brutal, to where it had like some kind of yeah. it was kind of pitched, you know? Yeah. And like a lot more like um rough sounding, I guess. Yeah. Like a lot more raw to me, anyways. Like that that was a He's a little bit more of his vocals than just straight up like throat screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh I, I don't know, man. Like that album is freaking that album smacks, bro. Well, the, yeah, dude. The thing about that album for me is even like, you know, a lot of people's complaint was, oh, it's not as heavy. This is their, you know, butt rock, you know, transition or whatever. Well, and I think it is to an extent, but the heavy songs on here are heavy. some of their best heavy songs. Yeah. Like Bones Exposed is oh my a gosh, fantastic yeah. song. Oh, yeah. Bones yeah. Exposed is really good. Uh, Glass, is it Glass House? Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. Um, Freaking... Um, Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Man. <laughs> oh. Awesome song names, dude. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it it slipped my mind. Um, I love That's a great song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's it's the best, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll find I remember it. Album, it's here. Album names all day, but yeah. <laughs> when it comes to song names, it's kind of tough. Um uh, you make me sick is really good too. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh dude, I love that song. Even the the opening song, public service announcement. Yeah, that dude, that's a good one. That was uh, now. That was gonna bring me to another discussion since we're here. Um, you you noted uh, when we were you know doing our our test run to see if our our audio sounded good about Trevor always picking like the the number one song like the first track <laughs> off of every single I album don't do it intentionally dude man. it's yeah. <laughs> to me dude it sets the tone for what you're about to listen to yeah and to me a lot of times the very first song on an album is like my favorite song on an album like it just it yeah. it like especially when you go back to like oh this album just dropped let me see what it's about and then that first track hits and you're just like okay yeah, dude, yeah. like this, yep. this, this is gonna be good, and then the album turns out great, you know. Or it, it just the one song mm. might be the best song on the album and nothing else. But you know, and, you know, it, I, I find myself in that boat a lot too, though. Yeah. honestly, like it's just like that. The num the opening, the opening track is usually really, yep. really good. It's usually one of yeah, the best it, songs it, on it the album. Well, one of my favorite. They can start albums. the album off. And... Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, you go. No, you, no, you go. <laughs> you hang up first. <laughs> you two are so cute. I was just going to say, uh, it's just, it's so funny, dude. Like, it goes to show that, like, 
whenever a, a song is like I'm trying to think about explain you go ahead and go go ahead and go go ahead and go, you go. fudge now i forgot what i was gonna say no um you forgot what you were gonna say i'm just kidding but um you know like some of my favorite albums of all time like my favorite song off of the album is the number one or track one uh armor for sleep uh car underwater it's yeah. the opening track in my opinion still like one of the best songs it's not my f- favorite song on the album but one of the best ones. but it's one of the best ones for sure yeah um yeah paramore like every opening track is like one of the best songs on the album <laughs> including the album that we're gonna do a special thing with eventually yeah definitely but, i'm so sorry i'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> We're not going to let the people know that Trevor had a duty to listen to an album. We're going to do a special thing uh, about talking about a certain album, and Trevor just didn't listen to the damn album, so we can't talk about the album. We we won't mention that. We won't mention that at all. (laughs) Except that we just did. But, you know. (laughs) Trevor fucked it up, people. (laughs) (laughs) Send all of your hate mail to Trevor. (laughs) (laughs) He ruined the special thing. I was just gonna say it goes to show, dude. Like, depending on like what kind of song you're making, like <clears throat> the first song on the album can either make or break your album. Because yeah. I mean, like, it oh, could yeah. be like an amazing song and then your album be shit, or it can be a horrible song and your, you know what I mean? Like, it just depends on like. That's why I love albums that like tell stories. Like, I I love that because you can, however, the story starting off is how the first song is gonna be. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, like. Well, you know, another you know the topic that I brought up stuff we've been listening to i've been going back to like 2013 2014 and one of my all-time favorite albums the resistance by crown the empire starts off with a bang dude and that's a concept album and it just lets you know hey here's the energy this is how it's gonna hit and it does dude. Yeah. like initialization sequences freaking phenomenal as an opener like it's got that energy it's got like that yeah that dude. big yeah. like that it's got like a story behind it that you that it tells you know it's got like the you know emergency you know you know welcome to the resistance you know here you go yeah into. dude it's it's insane bro <laughs> yeah. but you know like Brandon just said earlier freaking armor for sleep car underwater's concept album opening track boom setting the tone for everything dude yep one it's I don't know like I I think it. In my opinion, I feel like it is more just coincidental than anything because, like, I, I kind of force myself to not pick the number one or the track one song as my favorite most of the time because, like, you still have, you know, nine to, you know, even 15 tracks yep. left to listen to. And I, I hate, like, just deciding right then and there, like, this is the best song. And then, you know, cause then in your mind, you can kind of shut yourself off to the rest of the yeah, album. Easily. Um, I, I do that a lot anyway. And so I try to like, keep my mind open. Especially if the, the following song is not near as like, as like yeah. hard hitting as that, yeah. that yeah. first track. Oh yeah. As soon as you hit a song, that's not like up here with the rest of them for you. It's like, okay, the rest of the album's just done for. And then you go back years later and it's like, dang, well, I hated track six, but track me. seven's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That happens to me all the time, bro. Like, I'll have an album that, like, I haven't listened to forever. And, like, I've only listened to, like, the first three songs. And it's because, like, I listened to the first three songs and they weren't as good as the first song. And then, yeah. like, later on, on a playlist somewhere, 
I'll hear a song and I'm like, and I look at it, I'm like, it's from the same album? Are you are you serious? That, yeah. The song is fucking awesome. Like, why didn't I just listen to the whole album? Like, what's, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's why, like, I definitely think, like, if you, especially if you're listening to something new or something you haven't listened to before, listen to the whole mm-hmm. album, dude. Even oh, if yeah. you don't oh, yeah. love it, like, listen to the yeah, whole album. Give it one good listen I mean, through it. Because there, yeah. there's yeah. very rarely will an album have every single song be an absolute bop, dude. Yep. Very yep. rarely does that happen. Unless you search the city, of course. Uh, you know, unless you're just the best band in existence. Search the city. One hundred percent. Inner Shikari. <clears throat> but uh, search the city is not my favorite band, but they only have the one <laughs> album, and it's perfect. So well, they have two albums, but you know, yeah, we don't talk about the second one. But we you don't know, talk about that second album. <laughs> it's really hard to make every single song so like just so good so enjoyable you know no matter no matter who's listening to it like that's just damn near impossible it very rarely happens there are very few bands that can pull off one album let alone two or three that are completely top to bottom just beautiful flawless you know yeah there's every few bands every album needs filler tracks i guess because i mean you know the Technically, to be a full album, it's got to at least have 10 songs, right? So, yeah. even if there's just the one song, nine out of 10 ain't bad. Like, exactly. that's still an amazing album. Exactly. But, you know? you know, every band, like, especially when you like hear the process of how bands record, like, you know, Pierce the Veil talks about like they intentionally stretch out their writing process for a long time because yeah. of how stressful it is to be given like a month and a half to record it, right? Right. And record the album. Not just record, but write and record an album. And not like, to mention their recording process where they they write the lyrics and stuff and then they put the instrumentals over it and yeah. the melodies behind it. So it's kind of weird in that sense because like they've got like the basic idea of it, but like the actual music part of it doesn't come until later. You yeah. know. But like most bands, yeah. you know, they they only have that like month and a half to record. Yeah. And and write like whatever songs haven't already been you know kicking around in their heads, mm-hmm. and that's why you get so many albums that only have like a handful of like amazing songs yeah. because it had to be written in a rush, you know, and you know because they're in the studio and the stu- you know and the the label wants you know this many songs turned in so they can release the album by this date or whatever you know, mm-hmm. and it, I feel like that hurts a lot too. That's <clears throat> in a lot of ways. That's why I feel like albums that are more spaced out usually tend to be better. Yeah. Like, you know, Seos and not just because they're my favorite band, but like they, they're a good example because they had the EP, all five songs, four songs, however many are on there. It blew, blew up. All of them are great. But then they had that long period with no new music because Anthony quit. And then they finally, three years later, released the full album. It's great, start to finish. And then instead of rushing to record, write and record the second one, it was three more years, and then they released In Search of Solid Ground. And yeah. it's amazing, start to finish. I, 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 I yeah. will agree to that. Bands that take like longer than the usual two-year gap between albums, that album tends to be much better than a lot of other albums that will have released at that yeah. point in time. Like Inner Shikari is one of them. Mm-hmm. Inner Shikari usually takes like three, sometimes four years in between album cycles, but it's because they're they're ever changing, they're always evolving, they're always thinking, 
what can we do? What can we, you know, what are we feeling now? Yeah. You know, how, how, how is this album going to be, you know, how is this mm-hmm. going to feel, you know? And uh, honestly, dude, like, especially when, um, when, uh, damn it. Um, why is it that I always, <laughs> why is it, why is it that I'm, when I'm always trying to talk about a point, I forget about what point I'm trying to take. And it's always just the name of something, the name mm-hmm. of a God dang album, man. I'm stupid. I was going to say, um, I'm so stupid. Need some liner notes, bro. Freaking <laughs> shit, man. We don't do that, man. Like we was... don't take notes here, man. Yeah, Come on now. Everything is off. The spark. Cuff. The spark. The spark, yep. uh, the spark yeah. came out after, you know, the mind sweep, dude. And like the mind sweep was like mind blowingly awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it was a step into like a more alternative approach, but it still kept like that heavy feel. Whereas the spark switched like a complete like 180. They yep. completely like it's it's not the type of album that you would expect from Inner Shikari, but it's such a good album. And it went over so well live. Like, it just, it's such a more laid back, toned down album that's got like a few energy tracks on it. But like, it's so good, dude. And it's just like, you can tell the time that went into writing that that album, you know, and the time spent creating these songs. Like, I don't know. It's take your time. Don't rush it. Because if you rush yeah. it, then you're going to get a album, you know? Yeah. You know, I was watching uh, not too long ago. I was watching an interview of uh, of uh, City and Color um, because I just said he's like the big influence like on some of the music that I write because I, mm-hmm. I just love his music, dude. And um, I was uh, watching an interview and he was talking about writing the album uh, "If I Go Before You" or "If I Leave Before You." I forget the name of the album. Yeah. If I should go before you. If I should go before you. Yep. Yeezer. Um, and he was talking about how he was on vacation with his wife, dude. And he was like, he's like, even when I'm on vacation, he's like, I'm writing. And he's like, and she's getting upset at me because I'm trying to, I'm doing my job. And he's like, I'm supposed to be relaxing and having a good time. But he's like, I'm, I have my guitar in my hand and I'm like trying to write a song. And he's like, yeah. and that's why I ended up writing, um, um, lover come back to me. And I'm like, dude, like, first of all, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Like, you wrote a song about your fucking wife coming back to you. Second of all, like. Like I get it, dude. Like your yeah. their their life revolves around that. Yeah. I mean, like the music literally is like their job. Like that's how they get paid. So I mean, like you're trying to think of something twenty four seven. Like of course you're gonna if something pops in your head, you're not just gonna be like, okay, well screw that. I'll do that later. Yeah. Like no, you need to no. Get you're gonna get on it. Got. You're gonna be like, what? What? Yeah. This this needs to get put to paper. This needs. Yeah. Yeah. When I think too, that kind of separates like that gives evidence that would separate like who's got it and who doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Because truly creative people are never on vacation. Like nope. if an idea comes to you, it doesn't matter if you're in the shower or you're at work or whatever. You, if you have an idea for a song, you're going to have to stop and like hum that melody into your phone. Or if you've got a guitar, you know, strum those chords, you, you have to like, oh, or dude, you're going to lose yeah. the idea. When I, when I was delivery driving, bro. And you know, I was still in destiny awaits. Like I, Dude, I would think of like a certain line that I'm just like, holy crap, that line. And I'm 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 yep. sitting here driving in the middle of traffic. I'm pulling out my phone, typing it down so I don't forget it. You know? Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. That. And like, I I would like commit like a certain melody in my head to memory, just you know, just mm-hmm. over and over again. I would be like, I like that melody. Let's keep that melody. I'm gonna show yeah. that melody. You know? I, it, I I will. I'll like stop and 
find a moment to like record a voice memo if yeah. I if I get an idea. But you know, and that's not to say that I'm like a truly creative person. I feel like I'm somewhat creative, but like, you know, you can tell and not everyone who's in a band has to be the creative force, but you know, there's like different levels of people who are in this business. Like yeah. there's the creative people like Dallas Green, who's just like always writing music. And then you've got your your people whose, you know, strong suit is just playing their instrument, yeah. you know? Like you can be yeah. a phenomenal bass player and have like no creativity. Like you're just They just I'm, give you something to play and you yeah. play it. You, well, know? you you gotta have some creativity, I guess. But you know you know what I mean? Like he's not able to carry like the entirety of writing a song on his back. Yeah, he can't do but it. But he gets the chord structure and he gets the melody and he like slaps a mean bass line on it. Exactly. You know? And then, you know, there's just different types of there's people a like lot that. Of, there's a lot of levels, dude. Yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of layers when it comes to, like, bands. Because, like, certain bands, they can have one dude that does everything. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the guys just come together and bring it to life, you know? Yeah. Well, and that, I think that kind of comes back, too, to, like, albums that, you know, we're talking about albums that aren't 100%, like, amazing all the way through. Like, you know, a truly creative person, I, I feel like is more likely like city and color probably has more albums that are like through and through amazing uh -huh. because of the fact that he is such a creative person versus a band who just decided they wanted to, you know, make music one day yeah. and, you know, never yeah. really took the time to hone in on their, you know, on personal craft and what's going on. Yeah. And I don't know. I always find that interesting though. Like I, I love, create creative people like i love listening to people's process with like writing and recording and all that it's oh yeah it's so interesting to me because like i i can relate to an extent because like i said i do you know come up with like song ideas and stuff and i've only ever completed one whole song on my own but like it's just it's so interesting to me because like your brain works differently right oh, yeah. like where some yeah. people are worried about like I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of a good example that doesn't sound weird. Like, you know, there are people who, like, live for, like, their nine to five. And then, you know, what's uh, the idea of a good time to them is waking up on their day off and, you know, building something or mowing the lawn or. Yeah. And that's that's how they're wired. Whereas, like, you know, for someone like, like me and, like, I, I think all of us would fall into this category. Like, your idea of a good good day would have something more to do with your creative side. Yes, absolutely. Like a good day off would be writing a song or, you know, doing a podcast even maybe oh, yeah. like the, yeah. and it's just the way our brains are wired. Like I, I feel like I have to be doing something with this kind of, you know, thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, I like, I like certain manual labor things like i love mowing the lawn honestly it's weird but <laughs> it's fun but that's not something where i'm like i need the biggest and the best lawnmower like just give me one that runs and yeah. I'll, I'll push it and yeah. have a good time but with this you know it's like i need to invest more time and more passion into like writing music and playing my drums and doing the podcast because it's the stuff that you know we um our church does like a men's retreat uh, where we go up to Colorado to the mountains for, for a weekend every mm -hmm. year. And this past year, the, they always have like a speaker that comes and it's usually like an author or something. 
And the guy this year, he was talking about like how to find fulfillment without like, you know, basically finding your God given like passions in life outside of just doing your nine to five job and being like a, an average, you know, boring, I boring, I guess would be the right word. Like finding the things that fill you up is how we put it. Like yeah. what makes you feel like you have purpose? What makes you feel like you're being filled up? Like what are the things, you know, that are God given passions and talents in you? Because, you know, like you work at Walmart, you worked at all sips. I, you know, I do HVAC and I enjoy it. It's fun. I, I'm not going to die for HVAC. But it's like, not your passion. Yeah. Like I like it enough to, you know, do it and make money off of it. Like it's not, yeah, it's not what it I want to dedi- dedicate my life. Yeah. Like it, it's not something that I want to dedicate all of my time and effort to like, you know, I, that would be, you know, family and church and then this stuff, you know, like, Oh yeah. This yeah. is the stuff that fill, fills us up. I would think like I feel more, alive doing a podcast then i love this like i've always loved this like even when we were all in school or you know didn't have jobs or anything like that like this is just this is what we love doing we love getting together and talking about music and talking about you know this certain song what's going on and you know this art you know what what song are we gonna write you know because we would write songs together too like it's this has always been the thing this is always a been a passion we love yeah. we love doing this we love talking I mean, about it it's fun of it's, course when you get older dude it's 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 harder like you said like we all have jobs we all have stuff that we do on the on like on our daily lives and i mean like that's one thing that like like when i got really into depression <clears throat> last year just because all the crap that was going on dude we weren't going anywhere like and i i did dude i got down into a slum and like i was just depressed like a lot dude like and i was like having really bad like panic attacks at work and like it was just the whole thing yeah but like during the whole time like i didn't touch my guitar like at all dude i didn't touch my guitar for like the whole year and going from that to what i'm doing now like i'm so glad that i finally like got to go on vacation and and see you guys and like actually see my dad and like get out of the house and finally like be able to do things because it made me it not only made me get out of that depressing rut but it also like made me regain the love for the passion you know what i mean like the yeah. passion that i have for writing music for hanging out with you guys and talking about music and and like what we used to do when we were younger you know what i mean like it's yeah it's it's what we did when we were younger but still dude it's it's something yeah. that we love to do oh, yeah. that's a part you know of us yeah so, yeah absolutely well, yeah so gonna backtrack um, but, uh, yeah. So what, what have you all been listening to lately? Like me? Yeah. You asked that like 20 minutes yeah, ago. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if we got off on the tangent and it we just rabbit trailed, man. Yeah, yeah. But I like it. Chasing rabbits, if it, I like it. If it, it, it made sense. Yeah. So, but like I said, I'm going to backtrack. We're going to take a few steps back. What have we been listening to lately guys? Like, I mean, I've, like I said, I've been listening to like my 2013, 2014, you know, soundtrack of my life basically i would say because all these albums were on repeat but like i had real by the word alive you know restoring force of mice and men rise of the lion miss may i resistance crown the empire trevor you go (laughs) dude i've been like so i have this i have like three or four different (laughs) playlists that i like create on my spotify yeah and like, and I just like separate them by genre, just in case like I am in the mood for hip hop, or if I'm in the mood for hardcore, mm. if I'm in the mood for yeah. punk rock or whatever. Like I try to keep them separated that way. I don't burn myself out on certain songs. But like, there's the 
the one that I have, the playlist that I do have, I have it like set up for like punk music and like emo and stuff like that. But I've been listening to um, uh, Pierce the Villa out here lately, dude, just because their new album's coming out yeah, here dude. pretty soon. Yeah, dude. And like, I've just been going through and like re listening to like all their old albums and like all their old stuff, dude. Like, I forgot how good they are, dude. Like, I I don't know why I don't listen to them more often. You know what I mean? Like, they're so good, man. Definitely one of the best bands out there. I always regret saying Misadventures was not a very good album because it is a fantastic album. (laughs) It is. It is so good, dude. I I like it more than Collide with the Sky, personally. Uh... That's a tough one for me, man. Because I, I love Collide be- the Sky so much that I literally rubbed it out of existence. That that's <laughs> that, I think that's why <laughs> I legitimately loved that album so much that it's just like I yeah. when I go back and re-listen to it, I'm like, oh yeah, this 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 is an awesome song. These are this is a great has, album. It's been a while since I've listened to the whole thing, but. It's just I think I just overplayed it, and that's over, why it's kind of fell down. Oversaturated the, list for me. the hell dude, out of it, dude. I, I don't. I don't think I've done that to any other album. <laughs> like I think that album's my favorite, man. Because every time I would like drive back and forth from El Paso to like come and see Kelly, I would have that whole album like playing, and that and um like like a bunch of Death Cab albums playing, but mainly nice. that album. And I remember when <laughs> I remember when freaking Misadventures came out, and Brandon's like, "Have you heard Misadventures yet?" And I think Zach said it too. I think both of you guys like, you haven't heard Misadventures, bro? You haven't listened to this album yet? I'm like, dude, I didn't even know it came out. I haven't even listened to it at all. I've been sitting here listening to freaking Clyde with the Sky and I don't even know what's going on anymore. Here we are four years later still listening to Clyde with the Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Takes him four years to release an album and you're still yeah, on the last one. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> Anything else besides you, Pierce the Veil? I mean, a little bit of, I mean, dude, like I, I re-downloaded the entirety of Search the City again because I mean, dude, nice. like I just keep on going back to them, dude. That album is so good. Nice. I just love Josh Frost, dude. His voice is so good. I, uh, I mean, me, me and my wife, you know, like Crown the Empire is a staple, but we just both recently agreed, like, we missed Crown the Empire when they were like super heavy you know yeah and like they had the concept albums like that that like era of crown the empire was just amazing bro i freaking go back and i listen to the fallout and i'm just like oh my god this is like the best metalcore like music i've heard like ever it is very yeah it, it this their stuff definitely holds true holds up to this day and I'm really happy about that because 10 years later, it still slaps so hard. Yeah, it's still banging. Yeah. It's like, oh, dude, that's amazing. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's what's up. I've been listening to Capital Lights a lot, too. I was listening to it in the car the other day. I was there just letting go. it play. And me and uh, Kelly were driving, and she's like, hold up, what is this song? And I was listening to, uh, uh, I think it was Outrage, hmm. I think is the song. And... Um, she was like, "What is this song? I've heard it before, but I just don't. I can't. I can't tell what it is." So I started it over, and I was like, "You don't know who Capital Lights is?" And I, I played it like the entire drive till we were gonna go out. We were going out to eat, and like immediately, she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna download it. I love this song. It's so good." <laughs> nice. And I'm like, dude, like, I freaking love Capital Lights, dude. There's a, that's another yeah. band that I wish was still together, dude. Like they were so good, man. Oh yeah, I love that song. Where, uh, what is it called? Worth as much as a counterfeit dollar. Is that the yeah. song? That is like my favorite Capitalized song. But 
It's, it's great. His voice was so unique too, dude. Yeah. They were just kind of like an odd band. Like I, I always saw pictures of them on the like the Tooth and Nail website and I was like, huh, they look like dorks. And then I was about to say they look like a bunch of nerds, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you hear the music and it's like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of dorky, <laughs> but it's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's like dorky pop punk. There's no better kind of pop punk. Yeah. Besides nerdy <laughs> pop punk. Dirty nerdy pop punk? Dirty nerdy. Ooh. Dirty nerdy in their thirties. Get that dirty nerdy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Boy. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. No, I don't want it. <laughs> Put your tongue back in your mouth. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Actually, that's not that's bad. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. Mm. So Brandon. Oh, I have to answer this question. Now. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not a hard one. Just what have you been listening to lately, man? I've been listening to a lot of stuff different lately honestly i just have my playlists and they just play in the car while i'm driving but um let's see i have you know i came up with this idea to i don't want to spoil everything we're gonna do but you know i came up with an idea that maybe we could like pick albums that we don't listen to a whole lot yeah and like go through them and listen to them and discuss it whatever um so i've been picking out a handful of albums like that I would love to cover eventually. And you've been listening to And just to going back, like The Happiness Is by Taking Back Sunday. Oh, I dude, just yes. got that album, I, uh, the record, and I forgot. Like, I've listened to it all the way through when it came out, but that was like eight years ago. Yeah. And that, I forgot that it's Almost like, 10, dude, because yep. that, that came out in 2013. 2014. 2014. Yep. Okay. So that should be on my freaking playlist. I, there I, you go. There was something that I was forgetting, and it's that album, yeah. because that album was on repeat for me back when it came out. Yeah. I love that album. It is great. And then, like, obviously the Paramore, self-titled, but Paramore in general, like, uh, Brand New Eyes, I hadn't listened to that all the way through in forever, yeah. and been listening to that, and it's great. Um and even the newest, uh, the one that came out a few years ago, After Laughter or whatever, mm-hmm. I listened to that on the way to El Paso, and I was like, dang, this is actually really good. But So just some albums like that that I, I listened to. Uh, one of the AFI albums, um, I think it's Burials, the, the black album with like the Eclipse yeah, Sun. Yeah, that's a great album. Um, other than that, it's just been kind of... Just whatever your playlist throws yeah, at you. Here and there. Um there is there's an artist that I've gotten really into. He's a like a Christian worship artist, but he's like more country sounding. It's a Ben Fuller. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Like his songs are they're unique because they sound more like in line with country music than or like, you know, pop country, but more in like he's on K Love, but he sounds like a country artist. And I like that a lot. And then Before Their Eyes, I played one of their songs. Um, at the beginning of the show, and I, I kind of forgot about. I recently them. went back and listened to them, and I was like, yeah. "Damn, I forgot how good these guys yeah. are." I was yeah. like, "This is amazing!" Like, and so I just barely started a few days ago, but I'm gonna be like going through all of their music again, and I'm excited because I love it. Wow that that's a that's a killer way to wrap everything up. I feel yeah, absolutely. I think we had a blast today i sure did um, definitely that this is really it's really cool when we just go in and just talk with no specific objective in mind because the conversations always just go 
wherever and it's so awesome yeah it reminds me of back in the day when we didn't have objectives we didn't have plots you know we just went in yeah. and we just talked about whatever absolutely it, it, this was fun guys i really enjoyed this this was amazing me too. hope you guys enjoyed it too because we had no script today this was yep. all free balling yep definitely like trevor in the closet right now yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I ain't got no pants on. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's going at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. Well, anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in, and thank yes, you thank you again, so much. as always, for listening. We really, really appreciate it. If Follow you us on the IGs. Everything, man. And, and the Facebooks. Yeah. Trevor will make a TikTok. Any questions, any comments, any requests, we will openly listen and discuss. And, and then we'll file them in the filing bin. It's yeah, also known as we'll, the trash can. We'll, we'll work on fitting something <laughs> in if we really like it. Um, we may, even if we don't like it, that might be an interesting topic. But yeah. anyways, you know, just let us know. Give us suggestions, give us reviews, give us anything that you can think of. Give us your hate mail, give us your love, whatever. Give us your likes, give us your thumbs downs, whatever you want to whatever you want to dish our way, we'll take it. We'll take it. Not me. I don't want that negativity. No negativity <laughs> whatsoever. We don't have negative energy here. Yeah. There's no such thing no as negative. No bad vibes here. No. No, no, no. No bad vibes here. <laughs> But I like that album. No bad vibes here. Only common courtesy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue. Anyways, this That's has been one. Zach. And Brandon. And Trevor. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Thank Later. you. Later. Later, you guys.
No pants on. I ain't got 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 no pants on.